Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we are going to talk to you about how to clean your sewing machine. And we, we did a podcast about you know, should you or should you not service your sewing machine? And we made the distinction between home maintenance and then like what right. can go on in a sewing machine shop, you know? And so I think I want to, we want to dive in a little bit into, okay, you're at home, your sewing machine's working fine. It's not, it's not right. dead or anything. <laughs> what should you be doing well, to it? Right. And here's the thing. Routinely. It should be working fine. Yeah, that's right. You should be, be cleaning it before it doesn't work that's fine. Right. Or you want to clean it before the crud and dirt and whatever buildup makes it not work fine. Well, okay, right. and you said that you were like, let's start off this podcast with why we clean why? our sewing why machine. Why do we clean the sewing machine? And I want people to know, you'll look at your sewing machine that can be covered in fuzz and stuff, and it's not just an aesthetic thing. Right. Right? Right. You know. Well, and you know, I think this is with anything. Most of the things you have in your life need to be kept clean to work. What? <laughs> And and if you're not doing that, you're probably you know, the you're life the lifetime problems. of your things are not lasting. That's right, right. right. Like I mean, your car and your teeth. Right, your, you know, you, you know, you wash the you wash the debris off your car so the paint job stays nice. There we things go. like that, yeah. just simple things. You know, you do have to put air in your tires so that they stay up. Just simple, the simple things that you have to do yourself. Yeah. So we clean our machines basically in order to keep them. In tip-top shape. Right, right. And the outside of your machine, I think about how I'm not a car person, right? Like, as in, I don't care what kind of car I drive. Right. You know, I want it to be safe. Right. And you want it to start. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, I I could care less, you know. Right. I'm not somebody who, who 
is passionate about cars. Um, and so the outside of my car doesn't matter that much to me, okay? Like, I want to keep it in good working order, but I right. don't care if it's blue or if it's silver or whatever, right. you know? The outside of your sewing machine is part of your tool. That's it's, right. Right? Like, it's a it's a part that needs yes. to be kept in good working order. Well, you want it clean, uh-huh. um, you know, free of any debris because right. you're going to put your next project on it. The other thing you want to do, and this doesn't, so this is maintenance, but maybe not exactly cleaning, is you want to protect your sewing machine. Yeah. You Talk don't, you bit, don't yeah. want to scar up the mm-hmm. face or the bed of your sewing machine. Mm-hmm. You want to keep everything as smooth as possible. Because even if you get, let's say you've got, it, whatever, you know, say you've got a plastic machine and you ding it somewhere, and right. it's, even if it's over on the side of the machine, right. like on your right side, if you've got some big tool skirt you're working with, it can get snagged right. and over there. And that's why machines are smooth. smooth. That's, that's why one smooth. reason they sort of make them smooth and round the edges and everything so that things don't get caught in them. And um, one of my rules wasn't at Mallory whenever I taught a guy class was I don't like you using big scissors at the machine. That's right. That's right. I liked the little four-inch scissors or the snips. Big scissors make big scars on machines. Yeah, and I've seen people right to the right of their needle. It's like they put their scissors right. down, and there is a gouge, man. You know. Right. Well, and I've and also seen people things. ruin their screens. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, or if their there's light a computer bulbs. screen. Yeah, you. If you are worried about magnets near your machines, okay. Most newer machines, that's not going to matter. Right. You need to. I mean, you need right. to check with your dealer and everything. But like on this destiny we have right here. It's fine. Yeah, for big us to clunky put scissors are probably more of a hazard yes. than a magnet. I see, and I see yes. so much more concern over magnets right, than I, I see too. over the big clunky. And scissors. I've seen much more expensive repairs over big clunky scissors yep. than. Um, didn't we have somebody that got mad at me when I said that one time? And then, oh yeah, she, she broke, broke a her light. light. Yeah, she broke a light that, that was very very expensive at that, the time. I believe that story's been right? told on this. I do, I do think we told it, but <laughs> she really like was offended by me saying, I don't think it's safe to do this. I, you know, one of my suggestions is everyone uses a small pair of clips or scissors up there. And she just really sort of got nasty with me right there in front of everyone. And I said, oh, it's your choice. Right. You know, and she came in about a month later with a, like a $150 light um, injury. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So the outside of your machine is just as important, you know, and let's, let's just start there. Cleaning, right? You know, something that might seem cosmetic. So, before you clean your machine, you should unthread it. Yes. Okay. Where? How do you? Do I just take my spool and, and, and do pull you, it backwards? But do you know one reason to unthread it? What? Like even before you wipe it off or anything, is because you can wick moisture into the area through your thread. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to get your thread right. wet. So or if anything I'm either, wiping right? my machine off with a damp uh-huh. cloth and I accidentally get that thread wet or something, it can actually wick the hey, the moisture into was, my mechanism. I was also trying to set you up for oh. a, 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 a teachable moment here. Do I just do I when I unthread my machine? Yes. Do what I just, do you do? Do I just take this top spool of thread and just pull it backwards and take out the well, whole? Well, if you do, I'll have to beat you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that ZD, that would that deserves a flogging. ZD says. Yeah. This is part of my religion, is what <laughs> So, yes, you, How need, do you, you, need, your to, you need to basically clip your, um, you know, your thread between the spool and the first guide, right? Yep. And then take it out of the needle by itself, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, do not, when people say, pull the thread down through the machine, don't pull it through the needle. 
unthread the needle. Otherwise, you're going to bend your needle. Yeah. Okay. And you you've got your presser foot up, so right. the tension's released. You've that got is your important. tension's released, and you're unthreaded, right? And you pull it down through. You know yeah, the like needle in, area, yeah, right? in the direction the last needle threaded. guide. In fact, should be coming down through the you last could, needle you guide. You could take your needle out before you do that, and then you wouldn't That's even right. have a problem. Then you don't have to worry about it. Okay, so and you take that needle out, and if you can't remember the last time you changed the needle, throw it away. Throw it away, and or, or hang container. a picture with hang it. Hang a picture with it. You know, okay. We do that a lot. I'm looking I, at a bunch our, right now. Our entire sewing machine or sewing studio walls are like covered in sewing machine needles. Hanging, right. things hanging things up and on so, the bulletin boards and everything else. Yeah. So, um, if you can't remember, just throw it away. Just if if you can, or find another use for it, recycle yes. it in another instance where the sharpness of it is not that important. That's right. Um, and, or, and the straightness. Yes, exactly. Because it's probably and it probably it probably has you know a ding in it. It's probably <laughs> bent and it's probably dull. Okay, take your presser foot off too, and if you've got. On on many of the more modern machines, they have this shank in uh, the snap-on. When it's a snap-on foot, it, that will come off also. Yeah, take that all off, okay? Take off as much as you can. If you cannot remember how to get it back on, why don't you take a picture at yeah. each step you do? If, it, reason, if Or if you don't think it's in your manual or you'll get confused, take a picture or a video of you taking it apart. Okay, and the reason to do this is not just so that it's, like, easier. We'll talk about cleaning the bobbin area later. It's not just for that, but it's so that you can clean those parts. So you're, take a look at your presser right. foot. If this is a new concept to you, which I remember the first time I noticed that, like, my presser foot was dirty. Right. Okay, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's all this lint right. on my presser foot. And who knows what I was or doing. Or sometimes you can get, you know, you'll get a buildup on the bottom yeah, of a foot. that's right. what I mean. Right. That's oh, right. okay, yeah. 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 Uh, well, sometimes you'll get lint, too. too. You'll get lint <laughs> in the little part that's supposed to be movable. Uh-huh. Lint will build up. And people will say, well, my machine's not being right. And sometimes I have taken off the presser foot. Yeah. Right? Taken it maybe like a straight pin or something. Put it in like that lull where it's supposed to be moving and it doesn't move, and I get like a wad of, crap this, out of yeah, this packed lint out. So you can you can brush that off. You get right. a stiff bristled brush. Um, okay, we're going to post links to all of our favorite machine cleaning tools right. Okay, in the show notes, just so you know. But if you can use a, a brush to kind of brush that presser foot, okay, just and clean one that of, stuff. One of my favorite brushes, that little brush that comes with your machine, has never satisfied me. I am really happy with using like a, a paintbrush uh-huh. like not like a paintbrush to paint your house but right. like you know say if you oil paint or yeah use a, you know uh, a small hand yeah, paintbrush that, they they i've even used makeup brushes sometimes little, they'll be really good that little brush it's good for a couple little things but it's a lot of times it's a needle holder don't throw it away yeah, you, you might want, use it you want a bigger one too yeah so clean that presser foot clean your shank and everything like that and then now na- uh, unthread your bobbin which is done safely in the way you think it is. I <laughs> I guess I don't know if somebody's unthreading their bobbin wrong. <laughs> I guess it could happen. <laughs> but um, I'm sure it can. I'm sure it yeah. can too. So undo that bobbin and then let's just, oh, turn your machine off. Unplug now. your machine. You're supposed to unplug no, your machine. No, unplug it. Don't turn it off. Unplug it. Yes. Turn it off and unplug it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then. And have removed your embroidery unit if there's one. Yeah. And then what we do is we take a paper towel and we spray it with some window cleaner. Right. Uh, so it's lightly damp. And then we 
clean off our machine. Now, if they're if they we're going to do a separate episode on sergers. If there's a ton of lint on my machine to begin with, I'll brush the machine or vacuum the outside right. of the machine right. first. Immediately. Right. Yeah, right. Before doing right. the damp cloth. And right. when I say damp, I just mean the the lightest of damp. So you I mean, <laughs> we what we do is we have a spray bottle with some cleaners so it's counter you know surface cleaner or or something like a window cleaner right that has some sort of uh, you know a small amount of um ammonia in it well uh what i want to say yeah something that's surfactant like right some sort of cleaning uh and we lightly spray the paper towel right okay so your machine's all put together right now like and this is this is important stuff i know it seems like oh, this is just like polishing my machine or something, but it's not. It's keeping all that stuff that's on top of your machine right now that's visible could go into invisible places right. or onto your next project. And another thing you might want to do here too is depending on how your machine is set up and what it's sitting on or what type of furniture it's in is lift the machine and look under it. Amen. Because you're going to have some dust bunnies, everybody. Yeah. There's yeah, going to be some stuff under there. There's going to be like a whole little community under there. I'm trying to really keep my mouth shut about sergers, but like the, the <laughs> dust. Sergers just make stuff. The dust yes. visualization is so strong. Right. Anyway, okay, next next episode. All right, so... So you cl- your surface, that's great. That's a great tip, Mom. Your knee lift. if you've got- and, and clean your furniture, too. Yeah, clean your furniture. Clean that surface. Uh, your knee lift, take that out. Right. And then we had you unplug your machine. You also might have a foot pedal. Yes. That you can, you can kind of, even without taking it apart, vacuum yes. that foot pedal. That foot pedal will, the static in it sometimes will just suck up lint. And the other thing is, is, you know, anytime lint goes into something, it takes oil away from something else. Right. Like, so if there's supposed to be an oil on part of a mechanism and lint goes in there, the lint will suck the oil away from the, you know, the part of the mechanism that needs it. And I will tell you, uh, you know, don't want to go too far into what happens in a service department because we talked about that in that other episode. You mean when the roaches come out of the uh, Well, no, no, oh. no. I w- not that particular thing. <laughs> but, like, if you're worried about your machine, you know, taking a long time in the service department, if it's clean on the outside, it's going to take the tech less time. That's right. That's it's, right. That's because what I the tech to has up. to basically, you know, unearth yeah, the no. parts if it's, and, you know, we've had them come in where literally the lint is like stalactites in the machine. That's right. So keep it, this will, this could expedite how fast it, you know, how long it takes for your machine to get service. Cause I know, you know, I, I mean, I guess I don't want to speak for Daniel, but you know, if he got a machine in and they came in on the same day and he was at the end of a day or something. Right. He picked the clean one. He picked one. the clean one that right. you know is going to take less time. Then you work on the other one next. Okay. Right. Anecdote. Anecdote. Anecdote alert. <laughs> if your machine or the cover of your machine, or any part of your machine, had been someplace where maybe your dog was peeing on it, (laughs) you need to clean that off before you take it to somebody else. And you need to clean it off for yourself. And I'm sorry, your dog shouldn't be peeing on your machine. So figure out how to not let your dog pee on part of your machine. None of our listeners would ever bring in their their I'm telling you this so you can tell your untidy friends. Okay. Okay? But... What I'm saying is this happens, okay? And people think it doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> the function of their machine, well, and it does. Yeah, that, that made me pretty sad when that happened. I was like, why did this person think it was okay 
to bring, to bring that their to us. dog pee. And, and they even it. told us. Yeah, oh, my dog's been peeing on this. On my I'm like, really? Okay, let's move okay. on. Let's move on, mom. Mom. Okay. So you're, well, we didn't have to guess what it was anyway. That's good. Yeah. So you've cleaned the outside of your machine. Any parts you're taking off like that, you know, you can clean them. You can feel like a little tinker. And make right? sure you have a bowl next to you or a parts bowl or something where you're keeping those parts. Because when you lose them or can't find them, you'll go out of your mind. Okay. I mean, we haven't even really taken any, like, parts off, right? Well, <laughs> even presser feet, you know, <laughs> yeah, and true, the screw. True. If you lose the screw to your... Um, right. You know, your needle bar or something, you'll go out of your mind trying to find it. So in the upper area of your machine, I mean, I'm looking at one of the most technologically advanced home sewing machines right now, uh, the Destiny. And, you know, I you probably shouldn't take it apart unless you know what you're doing here. Um, and it's not even when you know what you're doing. Yep. It is not that easy to take apart. Now... You know, I think an adventurous person might take off that side, the left cover. Uh, The screws are even, though, hidden from you. Well, here's (laughs) here's the other part of taking apart the the more modern machines. Yes. So there are little clips Mm -hmm. that hold it together on the inside. Mm -hmm. And if you do not know, like, how to pull this part off or how it's supposed to, you know, become released... From the rest of the body, you can actually break those off. Yeah, no, and that sucks. And <laughs> then sometimes it's a little clip that just screws in and can be replaced. Sometimes it's part of the molded part, and it's very expensive, very difficult to replace. Right. So if, you, if you've if you got one of those more technologically advanced machines, I wouldn't recommend taking that apart. If you have one where it's easy to do or the door opens. Right. Like right, on some right. of the older oh, ones. Absolutely. Just open that. But So this is the area right above your needle, okay, over on that left-hand side. If you can't open it, getting one of those mini vacuum attachment kits. Best thing. Not a mini vacuum. Okay. It has to be an attachment so what you have is you wind up with little mini tools to get in your machine but it's sucking off of a big huge vacuum because the little bitty mini vacuums just really don't have enough power yeah so even if i didn't take any of the shell off of this baby lock destiny here i could kind of angle that brush upward um i could move my hand wheels the needle bar comes down that's the part that uh moves the needle up and down and I could bring that down and I could kind of vacuum that etc so you can get rid of the lint and if you're cleaning the machines outside you, often have you mentioned taking off the throat plate yet? no 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 okay. we're not to the bottom all yet. right no um so if you're if you're doing that top part but if you are keeping that clear of lint and mm-hmm. stuff in the first place that can be really helpful right you know some of that stuff does come from the outside and if you have anything on your machine that is um say you put tape on your machine and there's any mm. adhesive left on it or anything mm-hmm. okay that needs to come off do not use acetone. I know you're going to say that's what works, but it will also sometimes scar the finish on plastic. Alcohol usually doesn't. It may take a little bit more, um, you know, rubbing effort or elbow, elbow grease, grease, so to speak, 
But that is another thing that can help take off adhesive also. Alcohol's our friend. Well, another thing that can help take off adhesive is something that's kind of oily. Yeah. So you could take like a little bit of mineral oil on your finger and rub it on there and it would loosen up that adhesive. Then wipe that off with, you know, this whatever solvent or solution right. you're, you know, you're using. Um Acetone cleans a lot of things. I like acetone. I use acetone for other things. I tend not to keep it in my sewing room because it dissolves things also. And one of the things it will dissolve is plastic. It will also dissolve polyester. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can literally spill acetone on a piece of fabric and it and will like, crumple away. up. It'll, yeah. <laughs> So if you can get that casing off, we're going to talk about the top part, right. and then we're going to take a break and talk about the bottom part, because okay. I think it's a little bit more intensive, too. Um, if you can take that top part off and expose that stuff above your needle, you might see things like thread trash up there right. in your take-up lever. Right. You brush and suck. Brush and suck. Right. Right. Now, Brush towards, you know, your sucking mechanism. This will come up in the in the bobbin cleaning area, but you might have some kind of brush, okay, up in your upper thread carriage, upper right. thread delivery system that is, like, supposed to be there. Yes, because it's actually like a guide. Yes. It sort of smooths the thread, you know, and I'm forgetting. It guides it through. Yeah. It smooths it's, and guides it and through. And I, I think I've heard them also called, like, pretensioners yes, that include Yes, you'll see this. them pretension. So, Absolutely. If you see a furry thing up there. And it's, like, gray. And it seems like it's attached. And it's really hard to get yeah. out. Okay, it might it might be. It might belong there. It might belong there. I, I was like, it might be supposed to be there. <laughs> belong. Okay. That, too. That, too. <laughs> it might belong there. Uh, it might be that it is supposed to be there. So do be aware of that. But um, canned air. Do we use canned air, Mom? Never. Never. I never use it. I have seen people. We have what? We actually used to use it when, like, it came out, like, for computers and everything uh-huh. and all that. And we, we were using it for a while. And we started getting machines coming in that were rusted. Rusty. Like, we could see, like, yeah. you know, where they had corroded in places. And we, so then we started asking people, How, do you clean machine? Do you, what do you, well, I do this and I use canned air because it's there with my computer, you know. Yeah. And we just noticed that. People were having trouble. The other thing is, if you're in a laundry, sewing like in a laundry room or someplace that's real damp, that's not really good for your machine either. Right. So the canned yeah. air can have moisture in there. You don't want to be in a high moisture area. Um, you, you know, and we we get like humid here in Missouri. Right. And it's important for our sewing area to be somewhat temperature controlled. Right. You know, for our fabric, for our machines. We for have all actually. Things. We know of machines that won't work if it's too humid or too hot. Right. I mean, especially if they're, um, you know, computerized and or elect- yeah, electronic in Mostly any way. older models. Right. Like that, that weren't as hardy as the newer right. ones. So cleaning that upper area, really all you want to be doing up there is brushing and sucking. So you got your little makeup brush. You got your, you know, vacuum attachment kit. I even, I won't use the vacuum attachment kit. I'll just use a hose. And brush into the hose. Like, the hose mm-hmm. is just sitting there, right, like a receptacle. That's how you taught right. me to do it, you know. Right. And how, we, we would have a shop vac right. at, the, at the shop right. that would be there. Um, and then oiling up there. Talk, you want to talk a little bit about sewing machine oil? Well, you want sewing machine oil. Yeah. Um, preferably, you want a lightweight sewing machine oil. And I would ask my dealer. 
Uh huh. Okay. Um, you know, the kind that's like on the card at the Joanne's store or um, wherever, you know, you might find other sewing notions. Yeah. I mean, Hobby Lobby, whatever. It might not be the quality that your sewing machine dealer wants you to use. And they will usually have some that they sell. And we, I mean, we would sell it. And it was that big old, you know, well, bottle for last like 350 Yeah, And it was here's cheap. the deal. What we used to sell, we used to tell people, now this will turn color and it doesn't mean yeah, it's bad. Yeah, Because it didn't have preservatives in it, mm-hmm. okay? Because we tried to find an oil that did not have preservatives in it. And you do, this is where you kind of need to be careful okay. and ask the dealer. Because yes. there are some different types of lubricants that we were right. talking about. Right, and, and the th- yeah. You probably don't want you like WD-40 because you get a propellant and you don't know where it's going. Yeah. Okay, something like that. So... You know, be careful with this oil. Right. You don't want to get it on your circuit boards, <laughs> you know. So don't think that if there's a hole over, like, you know, towards the left-hand side of your machine, oh, that must be an oiling hole. It's probably not. It's probably where you're supposed to, like, release or something. That's right. The, the you know, the um, That's right. cover of the machine. So don't oil. Just because you think it might look like one, you better be real, 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 real sure. We showed people where they could Oil. Right. When, and and you know, one thing I used to do is I would take a scrap piece of, like, lint-free fabric, uh-huh. like a cotton, you know, maybe a quilting cotton or something, and I would sometimes put the oil on it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Right. Okay, so I recommend, for those of you who aren't used to oiling things, don't oil directly on your machine. Right. Um, or they do, I'll try to post a link to these, they make oil pens that yep. look like that, yeah. look like a syringe But almost. you can still get too you much get too oil much. with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, or I would tell people, I think you taught me this, of course, to put a little oil on the cotton swab. Cotton swab. Yeah. And so the places that we recommend oiling, even if you can't take your machine apart, bring your hand wheel so that it would be like the needles down in the fabric. Put a little bit of oil on that cotton swab and just touch your needle bar a little bit. Just paint right. it your lightly. Needle, your needle bar is, you know, a metal shaft going through, like, a metal hole. Right. So anytime there's metal to metal, it doesn't hurt to lubricate that. Yeah, and that's what you're lightly. And that's what you're lubricating. Yeah, right. and then... Um, well, also, the reason yeah. I liked the little cotton cloth is you could also sort of clean it with that. Yeah. So the oil will dissolve the dirt that's on there, so uh-huh. you can wipe it off, too. Yes, yes, yes. And then I would move the hand wheel up and down a couple right. times, kind of work it right. through. If your machine's open and it's unplugged and it's turned off and all that, and you move the hand wheel, you might be able to see just a couple more spots where that needle bar is moving up and down. And there's another sort of, like, joint that's right. moving that take-up lever. Any place you see metal against metal, just try and get a little lubricant there. Just a little bit, because you're going to get your machine serviced once a year at your um, dealership, too. Okay. So that's that will... Well, once a year, depending on how much you sell. At least once a year. Right. right? There you go. Thank you. Okay. So that's the upper part. You can put it back together now. Okay. Or not. Um <laughs> That's the mom's messing around with her machine. That's the buttonhole lever. <laughs> uh, it looks different from back here. Yeah, it does. It does. Just you're in a different I wanted, perspective. I, I, it looked like to me it was down. That's uh-huh. why I touched it. Yes, from here it looks like it's down. Okay, so we've cleaned the outside. We've cleaned the upper part where your upper thread goes through as much as we can. And now we're going to take a break and come back and talk about bobbins. <laughs> Hey, 
Thanks, Edie. Wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SoHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. Sewing out loud. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. And we're talking about the bobbin area. And I'm tired. I'm, I'm feel clean. Like you, you feel like you cleaned I feel like I've been working real hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard work. It's, it's rough work. <laughs> it's rough work. Okay, this is, if if you're like only cleaning out the bobbin area or something one day or you do this out of order. Okay. you need to clean the bobbin area out a lot. A lot. Like after every project is what I used to do. So Not after like every time I hemmed a pair of jeans. But if I made a dress. I cleaned out the bobbin area. So this is where you really do want to take out the needle and take off the foot and stuff. Oh, yeah. It makes it so much easier, Because you want right? all the area, area, free area under there you can get. Yeah, and then there are two general sort of types of bobbins. There's the uh, bobbin systems. There's the drop-in, top-loading, whatever you want right. to call so it. Right, so that's from the top. And um, a lot of you people will say, uh, yeah, I don't have a bobbin case. Yes, you do. We're going to tell you about it. This is easy. Well, it just kills me when they go, I don't have a bobbin case. And I'm thinking, where, where did your dealer tell you that? Because, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so you got the top yes. loader and then you got like the front loader. Right. Now, I'm sitting here next to the Baby Lock Accomplish, mm -hmm. and it's more of a semi commercial machine right. kind of. It has a side loading, which is very. It's still a front loader. Analogous it's the same, to the front right. loading. It's just positioned yes. to the side. That's it's right. It's still basically a, a, it's a, it's a hook system. That's right. Yes. So when you're doing this, um, there are different. Oh, and there are different ways to take off the throat plates. I mean, on the old style Berdinas, you know, there were some of those that like snapped off, yep, and they, they had the thumb off, yeah. targets and stuff, and all that. This is this is really where the screws can get crazy. 
Um, have a place to put your yes. screws where they won't get lost. So a little cup, a little bowl, you no, know, the whatever. You need a, a zircle. zircle, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really good thing to have. No, anytime you have a magnetic pin cushion holder like that. Yep. You can put that stuff right on there. So I'd recommend removing your throat plate. And once again, having your needle out will really help you avoid the pokies. <laughs> and you should have a, a screwdriver that does this that came with your machine. Now, it might not look like a screwdriver. It might like be in the shape of a coin. Yes. Sometimes it's like a circle and it's got a little, you know, screw. Nubbin. Yeah, nubbin screwdriver head like on one side. Um, we also sell, used to sell screwdrivers yeah, I'll post that you could grip well yeah, to do this because sometimes those ones like with a coin are hard to use yeah so a stubby screwdriver so you can get right. underneath your machine's um you know needle bar because area. you don't have the clearance for like a big screwdriver yes yeah, so you've exposed your throat plate however um on this baby lock like on most and on many modern top loading bobbin machines it's like you have a plastic part that just right. slides off, and then you have a metal part that you can remove. Right. And honestly, removing the metal part and putting it back on is not that difficult. Right. I would just do both. I so, would. Right. So the metal part accommodates the feed dogs. Right. And the plastic part generally accommodates the actual drop-in bobbin. So a, a tip with this type of throat plate, what can happen is you can drop those screws down in there. Right. So... You um, remove the plastic part, but then you unscrew the screws that hold the metal part on. You unscrew. So do people know how to magnetize their screwdriver? Well, hold on. Go hold ahead. on. Okay, you unscrew those, but you don't take them out of the holes, okay? You just loosen them, and then you lift up slowly the on the metal part so that they stay on the plate. But, yeah, talk about magnetizing. Okay, so you have, if you have screws you're taking out and you're afraid you're going to lose them, they're tiny, and these screws... You know, the shaft on the screw yeah, is what? Short. What is it? Not even a half inch. It's right. like a quarter yeah. inch yes. or something. So they're really tiny. So you make a couple turns and they like are out and you lose control of them. That's right. So if you need to magnetize your screwdriver to hold on to those screws, what you need to do is you take the screwdriver head uh -huh. and you just swipe it across your zircle, yeah. right? Or your magnet or, you know, several times and then try and pick up like a, a um, straight pin with that, and you'll notice that you have magnetized right. your screwdriver. Therefore, it will hold on to your the screw head while you're taking it out. Yeah, so that's very useful um, in doing that. And if, if you do have a front-loading bobbin, you might just have like a one-piece throat plate. You won't maybe have the, you know, the plastic and then the metal. It, if you have a, you mean a front-loading? That's what right, I just said. Right, but you will also have your hook system that pops yes, out. Yes, so we're going to talk about right. that, right. Um, so let's talk about bobbin cases. So we talked about removing the throat plate. Let's talk about bobbin cases. ZD, do top-loading <laughs> bobbin machines have bobbin cases? Yes, they do. If you have a bobbin, you have a bobbin case, yes. okay? And it is removable. Yes. Okay, it's it's switchable. You make you can put in a different bobbing case, okay, that is adjusted differently or whatever. Now, you must put it back in correctly. Yes. You must. Are you Yes. And you have an owner's manual and you're going to refer to it. And usually there is a little notch you have to match up or something. Now they even like paint a little uh, dot on it, I think, in the baby locks. Yep, do they doesn't still do matter. That? People yeah. still put it in wrong. 
<laughs> and and that will really mess up your machine. So everybody. what can happen is if you have that ink, if, because that bobbin case is made out of a composite like plastic. Okay? Yeah. So it's not metal like the um, rotary hook system uh-huh. that, that you front load. So what happens is if you bring it down with a needle in your needle bar and it is incorrect, incorrect, you will punch a hole right into your bobbin case. Right. There are people out there sewing with holes in their bobbin if cases. If you if your thread is shredding or something yep. like that, yep. you have you maybe have probably injured. You've probably injured your bobbin case yes. somehow. Yeah, it's it's pro- you you've got some chewed up bobbin case going now, on there. Now, this is not difficult. It's just something that takes attention in right. doing it and you you need to make sure, you know, you'll feel it sort of snap in or, you know, lay in properly. Yes. So, um it's not that difficult, but people do screw it up. So when you take out that bobbin case, then you can use your lint removal tool of choice. I, is there an, you know, I, I kind of look at the mess and decide what to do. Like if there's big chunks, I like to do the cotton swab first. Yeah, the cotton swab, you just like roll it like cotton candy and yeah, it'll come out. And, and then I'll do the vacuum or, you know. And right, I, right. I, I kind of poke around. And, and the other thing here is mm-hmm. you do um, where you... Most of these, a lot of these machines will clip your threads. Yeah, yeah. So there is that little brush that you're talking yes, about in yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. That little brush that you talked about being at the top. There is a little brush in there. There's a okay. brush on the bobbin case, too, sometimes. Yes, that, yeah. that guides that thread to be cut. That's right. Okay, so that stays. <laughs> now, if you have a little felt pad on your feed dogs, that doesn't. That's not. That That is you made that felt you, pad. You, you accumulated That's right. and made your own felt on that pad by not cleaning your machine often enough or by just doing a big, big sure. project that had a lot of lint involved. But this will, I mean, I've, I've seen it not not packed down so firmly on our machines, but I have seen lint surround the feed dogs on we our machines. We have had people come in with a felt pad and say, oh my gosh, this <laughs> fell off of my machine. I need it replaced. And we have to tell them it was dirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just didn't clean your machine. If you're having people would ask what we did during a basic service, and we would say feed dog height adjustment, and the feed dogs can get pushed down, especially on older machines, or if there's all of a sudden an eighth of an inch or you know even a sixteenth of an inch of dirt covering those, they're not able to come up as far, right. and it can affect the feed of the fabric. You right. know, um, so when people are complaining about their the feed in the uh-huh. machine, I often sometimes think, I wonder how often they clean that. Yeah, no, or if really... they've looked at it at all. That's a good right. that's a good thing to file under the why. So you're just once again down there in the bobbin area, you're just clean, clean, cleaning. Now with the with the top loading bobbin case, it's easy to take that bobbin case out. You know, it it just should should lift out for right. you. You know, it shouldn't be all and um when putting that one back this was a tip that we got from Baby Lock that I thought was really smart. They said to replace the metal part of the throat plate first. Yes, it helps to position it. And then you slide that bobbin case right. in, and it can remove some of the play po- possibility of Rest. error. It removes some of the play of putting it in because of you how you have to you put almost, it. You can't put it in completely right. backwards like that. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, so because of the height of one of the sides of the bobbin right. case. So putting that back on is good. Now, the front loading, this is a little different. I've, I've seen this work differently on different machines on the front loading bobbin. Right, Mom? 
you take out the bobbin case mm-hmm. and that you do that from well, running bobbin owner you ta- you take every out, time right, you You take out your bobbin case every time you put it back. So you yeah. take out your bobbin case. Yes. And then there's probably going to be two little arms, so to speak, little metal arms yeah. that you can move and they're holding in, okay, your hook mechanism. They remind okay. me like of windshield wipers. Yes, almost, and you they're know, coming from swish, sort swish. of like each side. And usually usually you, you like press them up. And yeah. they're, they're just in there by friction. There's, there's like, no no screwing or anything no, usually. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's just tension. It's tension. Just, they're in there by tension. You just push them up and push them up and away from, you know, the hook system, which is what has like the spindle in it that the bobbin goes on, uh-huh. the actual. Yeah. Okay. And that will, will literally fall out on you. Yeah, a now, lot of times. When you do this, your your um your needle height basically your should be in its highest position. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yes. very true. Even if you don't have a needle in, right? Put, you you, put you that shouldn't have the needle in, yeah. but everything should be at its highest position. So then you <laughs> this what would happen a lot is people would come in. I loved feeling like uh, this when when we had the store because people come and say oh my god I touched something on my machine and it just fell apart and all they had done was dislocate those two pieces down the hook system and I could put them back together and they just thought that I was just so amazing right right right. (laughs) so what's going to come out what could fall out you know and may very well do so is do you know the names for the two separate pieces you know, one, one is, is the, the hook, the hook, and one I don't know. They call that like the hook holder. You know, there's two pieces that come out. Um, and the, there's the bobbin case and the hook. There's what do two you mean? pieces to the hook. There's well, there's a hook, but then there's the piece that kind of like cradles around, like where the needle goes down and stuff. All right, so ZD just got back from one of our machines at the front loading bobbin. So there's the ring part that holds the hook in. Right. Now, on that machine, the ring part is, like, kind of attached to the machine. It right. Just, you, you have a little folds out. lever it's, thing you, it's on you a touch, hinge. and it pops out. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's on, on a, a spring-loaded hinge. hinge. So you might have one or two pieces come out right. of that right. uh, uh, case that completely come away from your machine right. or from that uh, under that bottom and area. all of this should be in the owner's manual. Yeah, yeah. So don't hesitate to refer to that. So you're going to vacuum and stuff and all that, but also those little pieces that you took out. Brush those off. Yeah, and you know, sometimes, and sometimes I will take the end of a straight pen uh-huh. because there will be some lint in there from the old oil because yeah. I keep it pretty oily down yeah. there. Okay, that actually, you know, oil and lint like turns itself into sort of a solid almost or, or yeah. sort of a clay almost like consistency sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I just think. Oh, look at there. Maybe I need to get that out of there. Yeah, it's kind of fun. You can I use mean, a you can use a toothpick if you're afraid of an of a uh, of a straight pen of a straight or pen. Like uh huh. Yeah. So check in the machine. You know, look at those things. Now this is a part we didn't. You know, we didn't talk about if or when you would oil the drop in bobbin. The drop in bobbins don't need oil. They do not require it, and the as badly because they're made of a plastic right. going against and, a metal, and generally. It will tell you that in your that you uh-huh. don't have to oil it at all. That's where I take the little wet, oily cloth, cloth, and I sort of wipe that out in there. So, so what? Just to clarify, so because right. we'll go back in time a little bit here. You've taken that drop-in bobbin case out, 
you've exposed it'll look like a little metal circle looks like a little metal that. yeah bowl almost and like i will just touch it with an oily q-tip right. and that's it yeah yep. not do not dump oil into that if you anything. dump oil into that it, it probably won't hurt it but the oil's gonna get on your thread right it's, it's gonna be a mess yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. over oiling can cause its own issues right okay so then you we're back to front loading bottom land or side loading uh you can this is where i would once again just q-tip those parts where you know a little oily q-tip just swipe in there where metal goes on metal now if you were lucky enough to very consciously take out the parts of your front loading bobbin you'll be able to easily see how to put these things back together yeah sometimes though the hooks if you don't have your needle height yeah all the way up because the hook system it it's it looks like a little moon like mm -hmm. a, a crescent moon and mm -hmm. the crescent moon should the crescent is to the left side right that's the right or the right side <laughs> yeah with the hook sort of straight up you'll yes. see a little sharp hook and that that hook is supposed to be sharp yep it's supposed to be sharp. okay if it's not you got a problem you need to go to your dealer but it should feel kind of sharp there on the end it's a little pointy thing i've cut myself before yeah if yeah, if there's a gouge or something in it, and you've had some trouble again with thread shredding, sh shredding yeah. or anything, that might be where your problem is. It, and that can happen. It should if be a needle's been jammed down in there, or maybe you broke a needle and you didn't find all of it, and uh -huh. then you started to sew, or, you know, damage can happen there. So it should be smoothed out to a point. So maybe you've moved your hand wheel, because, like, what I what we would do is we would take the machine apart and we'd kind of angle it back on a block and we'd oil and we'd move you move the hand wheel so that you can move the parts and, and see, see the different parts of the mechanism that's yeah. right you know and your machine's unplugged and turned off and all that so you're you're cleaning da 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 but now okay I want to fit this magical crescent moon shape back in that's right <laughs> how do i do this putting your needle bar in the highest position should allow you so what you do is you have that really sharp part up at 12 o'clock yes if it's a clock and you should be able to hold on to the little spindle it'll look like kind of like a nipple thing that you can place right in the machine and it should right. sit smoothly it should on there sit smooth you might not hear a click but you'll feel a fit a fit, yes, you yes. feel a fit, and then that ring. Now, on one of our machines, that rings on a hinge, which is pretty convenient. Which keeps it in the right position, right? right. So this is where, I, well, one place where I see people p try to put that in backwards. Uh huh. You'll see where what should be at twelve o'clock. It's like a place where the needle can go down. Mm -hmm. It looks like a little like a C or like a, a you know a rectangle with one side out. It look it looks like it's been cut out of there. That's like right. a little notch has been cut out. So if you can understand, oh that's where my needle's right. supposed to go down, maybe you won't put it in backwards so that you put a piece of metal where your needle right. should go. <laughs> or again, take a picture at every that's step right. while you're taking it apart. Everybody can do this with their phones nowadays. That's right. So if you if you put that in gently then and your little windshield wiper arms right. should come back and hold that in place. And before you put a needle in or anything like that, move your hand wheel. Right. You want to yeah. hand move and make sure it's moving smooth. And then when you do put your needle in, keep that open and look and slowly bring your needle down and make sure that it's going to clear. And if you did clean your machine out of desperation, mm -hmm. okay, and you were having some kind of trouble... If you've put everything back together correctly and you put a needle in and it's not clearing that very sharp hook, that's what's called out of time. Right. It's okay? out of time. Yeah. We had a really good question about that um, 
And if you try to sew out of time, and sometimes you can, okay, sometimes it will form a stitch. Sure. Eventually, you will screw up your hook system. Yeah. So yeah. you need to have it fixed. You need to have that fixed. Um, that is something we don't recommend doing at home. I know that on some machines, there's literature and stuff available for that. So that it's out of our hands. Is what it's not my recommendation. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not recommendation. my recommendation. <laughs> So cleaning the hook system. This, yes, this is relieving me of all liability. That's Do right. not um, try to time your own we hook system. We didn't try to tell you to time your machine. Um, have tutorials been shared in the Facebook group? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't comment on them. You know, yeah. uh, might work for your machine. I think for an older machine where all that stuff is very accessible, it's doable. Yes. You know. And there are people that have learned to do this oh, on yeah. their own or yeah. whatever. There yes. It's not like a superhuman skill, no. but you know, it can cause major issues if done incorrectly. Is what you mm-hmm. know, you'd hate to somehow make your machine unusable, I guess, is Right. Is or point. or cost yourself more money. So cleaning yeah. out that hook system, I think we mentioned this in our other podcast about should you get your machine serviced, but when you prevent lint from traveling from the hook system, the bobbin area, et cetera, back into the machine by cleaning it out regularly, you can avoid so many issues. Right. Now, on some mechanical machines, when you you go to the bottom, um, sometimes you can see a shaft, like if you turn it upside down. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Um, This would probably be older machines, but if you turn the machine, you will see the actual shaft moving. And it will need to be cleaned, too. Right. Okay? And, and again, it will need to be oiled. Right. So if you can see that shaft, that's really cool. Right. You know, so, so you can clean and oil it's it. It's basically like the crankshaft of an automobile, if anybody can relate. Yeah, and so it's moving the hook system right. um, is what it's doing. So it's going from the hand, fly, hand wheel or flywheel. Uh-huh. That could be called either thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's um, transferring the movement Okay. Yes. Over to the other side of the machine. Yes. So that shaft, that's where we had this lovely customer, love her to death, um, but she didn't get a machine service for like 10 years, and her lower shaft was frozen solid. And this is when Mallory says, no matter what, get your machine serviced once a year. This comes in because if you, if your machine sits, it may also not work. Yeah. So she, she'd, she'd been using it, I believe, and just never gotten it serviced. Uh, ten years, okay. Our service, I think, in the ten years had gone from like seventy four ninety five to eighty four ninety five or something like that. And her repair bill to get her machine working again was like eight hundred forty five dollars. It was yeah. it was a really expensive part. Right. It wasn't there right. was the labor right. too, but it was a really expensive lower shaft that had been absolutely ruined by not having it cleaned. Right. I mean, right. it could have been prevented by being cleaned and oiled. Right, like that's right. just the gospel. That was the truth. only thing that was. So not only did she not have it serviced, she was not cleaning and oiling. Well, and you know. <sighs> I guess I can't say for sure how much that would have prevented this, but I think it could have prevented it some. Right. Because it was that stuff down well, in the hook. Well, she would have also noticed on cleaning that maybe there was a problem. Yeah, maybe. Okay, that's things true weren't too. moving as well. Oh, well, maybe I should take it in. And so I explained to her, I was like, well, you haven't gotten it serviced for 10 years, and now you're paying basically what you would have paid right, for once 10 a year. years. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, this isn't something I would recommend, but what if she'd gotten it serviced every two years? 
Well, yeah. You know. Well, and maybe to... maybe she could have gotten it serviced every 18 months. I don't know. That's you that's know. what I'm saying. Right, she right. could while while I tried to assuage her right. because she was she wasn't upset with us, you know, but she was upset with the obviously that amount of money is like not pocket change. It's you just know? not something you expect. And uh and she loved to sew, but I was like, listen, you know, yeah, you haven't gotten it serviced in 10 years, so just think of this as a little bit of catch-up, you know. Um, I'm sorry it's so expensive. It will work after this. And um, anyway, yeah, what? but what if she'd gotten it Well, it, it does help you know your machine when you clean it. It really does. Yes. So, so it can save you money to get it serviced and to service it yourself as well. And you'll just you'll just be so much happier. So anything else to add about the hook system? I think it's good to say it's it's related to that lower shaft right that's that's good um i know i think light sewing machine oil is going to serve so many people very well and a little bit of research and i i i don't know what you what do you pay for a bottle of oil these days it's like three dollars three 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 or four dollars is what i would say and You'll lose it before you use it all, probably. Oh, you know what? One more thing I just wanted to say. I'm looking at the thread cutter, Uh like the manual thread cutter here on the Destiny, and a lot of machines have those thread cutters. Just brushing those out, even with a little brush every once in a while, can remove fibers. That's true. Uh, Another thing is, since you're in that specific area, is that your machine has a light. Okay. Some machines have two lights, Mm -hmm. and people don't recognize it. Even so, when you're cleaning, you may not now. Obviously, it has to be plugged in to notice this, but you know, the fact that you've looked at your machine and turned it maybe a little, you know, tilted it back, you may notice that it has two light sources, uh-huh. and maybe one is is burnt out and you didn't notice because you had the other light source, and that can change your sewing life. Wow, right? and you like put that, you <laughs> go purchase that other light, stick it in there, and you're like, Whoa, the world is, you know, bright again. A little sidebar here. Um, You can buy for many, many, many machines out there a replacement bulb that's an LED bulb. Right, buy an LED. I'm, you know, okay, a regular incandescent bulb might be like $2 or $3. And you might pay like $10, $15 for a LED. You will never replace it. So Buy the LED. They're not even And that, it gotten, doesn't get hot. Are they yeah, cheaper no, now? No, they've gotten so cheap. They're well, not expensive. Well, here's the other thing. It doesn't get hot. And I have burnt my hand. Oh, me too. On sewing machine lights because I sew for such a long time. And the, I, you know, I leave it on and then I put my hand up there and it burns. The Baby Lock Embellisher is one. I know they aren't making it anymore, but... Um, that machine would have that incandescent bulb. Right. And I'd just go, go, go on it so much. And actually, I'd even burn myself just, like, yes. moving my hand. No, not, not touching it, just getting close. Uh, the, it will also make you hot. That's right. Yeah. The, the Jane, the Baby Lock, the previous version that was, like, the Quilters Pro, and now it's called the Accomplish, you know. So one of the Janes didn't have an LED. And then on the Baby Lock Searcher Land. Right. The big, it used to be a big difference between the Imagine and the Step Up. Right, that they had a different lighting system. Was it that one had an LED and one didn't? And, ew, this was before these little bulbs were available. This was before, this was before you could go out and buy all of these bulbs uh, that these were manufactured LEDs. as yeah. LEDs, right. No, I mean, it's just amazing. It's just amazing to me. I, I love it so much um, that, that we can have those LEDs. So, anyway, having 
you know, replacing your incandescents with an LED, and I'll post some links to that. All you have to know is your base, your wattage, you know, uh, those kind of things. Anything you would know to get an incandescent bulb, but that's great. So cleaning the outside of the machine could include those thread cutters, too. I think that's something I wanted to mention. And, you know, we've got this variable speed control on the front of the machine, and it makes this, like, cavity in the machine, so just vacuuming that. Yeah. That's, and then... Although, just, it's the nooks and crannies. If you do have an embroidery machine... Cleaning your embroidery, embroidery unit. unit and your hoops yeah. can make a big difference. And this is, um, I mean, it's something we always taught, but then Evie Hawkins, she's an embroidery designer and also a, just a super knowledgeable stitcher. Like She's a smart lady. She knows what she's doing. I love, I love her so much for that reason um, in particular. I love her embroidery designs too, but she also is just super smart. And she recommends alcohol pads to clean those. Clean your embroidery hoops. They're not marred. And the I surface. will tell you about cleaning embroidery hoops. Uh huh. Don't put it off because yeah. that <laughs> stuff, you know, you, you, you've got adhesive on them and they've gotten cruddy. And oh my gosh, the spray adhesive just gunks up. I would, I would clean it like I clean my bobbin area, like all the time when I think about it or. When I, I love to use spray, you know, and stuff like that. And right. so it would be like after I did a few towels, I just, okay, well, the, the hoops need to be cleaned. Right. You know. And it's like, oh, I now have a furry embroidery hoop. If you've got some kind of interested kiddo, you know, yep. like this could be a job for them or something yep. like that, you know, or whatever. Um, now, I have used Goo Gone uh-huh. when an embroidery hoop has gotten yeah, beyond the alcohol. So I use the Goo Gone. Then I like it wipe it down with the alcohol to make sure I get rid of because the goo gone is Good. an oil base oh and it's then a like you know I just wanted to mention like you mentioned before yeah don't over oil right and then after you've cleaned your machine it can be a good idea to thread it up thread it up with white thread get some white fabric out that you don't care about and sew. not anybody's wedding gown that's right so 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 for a little bit yeah and you may see some oil come out that's on right. that fabric that's right and that is very normal right um it's something so that can always always do a few stitches after you've oiled something always and this, but that is one reason when mom put her why of why to clean your machine, you don't want you know old crap coming down onto your, onto your project in the first place. So, well, for those of you who like long episodes, we hope you enjoyed this one. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. And you know what? We didn't actually clean a machine. We just yeah. talked about it. So. <laughs> So you can um, follow us on Instagram. We are at SoHereCom. You can get a hold of me at Mallory at SoHere.com. And ZD? So clean, so long, and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SoHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. 
From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 